Welcome back to another episode of the Stream Deck Podcast. This is another great episode we have here. We have a great trio of MLB The Show content creators, Bengal, Healy, and Ortiz, all guys who do different forms of content in MLB The Show and other games too. And just a really fun trio of guys. The energy in this discussion was unmatched. The vibes were just so great. The jokes were being tossed around left and right. And this was a legendary trio to have on board to join Day and I. And yeah, I won't keep you guys any longer. Let's get right into it. Stream Deck episode number 12. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is the Stream Deck episode 12. Glad to have all you guys. We have some amazing guests today, as always. And, man, we got a, we got some good timing here because um, our first new guest, Bangle, just hit 300K on YouTube, man. We're excited to have you, bro. Freaking, it's crazy, dude. It's, that seems like an insane number, man. How are you feeling right now? Oh, yeah, super, super happy about it. But when you've been grinding for as long as I have, like, you know, you you expect to get like somewhere close at some point, but like 300 is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, stoked to be here. Stoked about that, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, here's to uh, 301K at some point. Hopefully. Hell yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it more. <laughs> we'll get into it more. But yes, our first new guest is Bangle. You can find him on YouTube, Twitch, you know, doing crazy rebuilds and playing Madden, playing, you know, GeoGuessr. We'll get into all that just in a sec. But uh, next to him, we got Ant Ortiz, another amazing yep. content creator, YouTuber, franchise guy. And I uh, saw you playing some OTP yesterday. I mean, yeah, for way longer than I should have. I know. It seemed like yeah. you were just like, you were, you were addicted. You couldn't put it down, dude. It was one of those where it was like, I got so into it where I was like, I need to finish the season now. Mm -hmm. And it was like eight hours later. And I was like, uh, I need to go to bed because it was like 430 in the morning. Right. It was so bad. Yeah. yeah. I get in that tunnel too. Like when I'm when I'm trying to do franchise, I'm not very good at it. But like when when you want to like get to the end, it, you just you'll you'll stay up way too late. Like last yeah. night I was doing a little bit of it and I was up to like 3 a.m. It was really bad. But yeah. classic. Oh, just get through this off season. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta see how like the first month goes, you know, and then next thing you know, it's freaking six a.m. Yeah. Off season's the longest part. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but happy to have you on, Ant. Excited to get to know you a little bit more. And um, our third guest is an, an absolute OG, especially in the MLB The Show community, in Healy. And, you know, we had to bring Healy on. So, you know, I'm very happy to have you as well, bro. And excited to talk about, you know, some of the earlier days and, and what this has all turned into. So it's a pleasure to have you, man. Yeah, appreciate you inviting me on to this. And yeah, Healy and I almost had to decline at first when we found out Antonio was coming on. But we worked it <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, we had a little, we had a yeah. sit down, a little powwow, you know. <laughs> Bengal, I, I reached out to Bengal, and he says that, and I, I mean, you know, I figure you guys are all friends because I see you guys all interact, <laughs> but I didn't know if like something happened recently. You guys had a falling out, you know. And you know, Bengal always just keeps it so cool. So you know, sometimes I can't tell if he's joking or not. 
That's that's the whole idea. <laughs> no one knows. That's that's why if I say something that's over the line, I'm just like, oh, I was not, I wasn't being serious, right? Just <laughs> <a> scapegoat, <laughs> exactly. And uh, of course, you know, we got Scan and and Ants, our normal co-hosts, and uh, so today we'll be going into a little bit of franchise, a little bit of the new MLB the Show news, but. Before we get into any of that, I like to, you know, kind of get to know our guests a little bit better. So I have a few questions for all you guys. Um, we'll just start with Bangle. And um, so uh, I, I really actually want to know the first question I have for you is when did this relationship with uh, Healy and maybe Ant as well start? <laughs> like how when did you guys meet each other? Do you like you remember? Did you guys were you guys content creators at the time? Like. And like, how far along was this? Because I I came into this a few years ago, and I knew you guys were already close at the time. So, how how long ago has this friendship lasted? Well, I would I wouldn't say friendship with Healy. Our relationship <laughs> has been going on for uh, probably a little little over a year, but we've known each other for longer than that. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Healy and I do like we're boys, you know. So we yeah, gotta be course. we gotta like make sexual advances on Twitter at each other. <laughs> Um, no, how I don't know. It's so weird because there's like, uh, like how we all know each other is kind of like involved. Where, um, I met Healy in MLB 17 Mm -hmm. through Mark, which is how I know Antonio. Yeah, uh, Mark asked me to do an MLB bingo, yeah, back when that was a thing. Giraffe neck Mark, yeah, back when he was doing MLB the show stuff, Mm -hmm. and um. Yeah, he said it himself. He's like, "Yeah, I just saw you had a more subscribers, so I wanted that collab." He's like, "So I, uh, so we we did a collab, and then we started being more friends, and then I got added to like this little Discord that had Healy, uh, Wheels, mm-hmm. uh, Antonio, Kieran, who is a FIFA YouTuber who no one here is gonna know. No, and that there are a few other people. That's pretty much it, though, and um." I didn't know Wheels, even though we were both like Madden guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like 2017. Super long-winded way to say 2017. But that's... I, I know everyone through Mark, basically. Got it. So, um, so like, when did this start for you? Like, I, I don't want to, like, say your age or anything, but I know you're not necessarily... You're definitely not older than me. And I was just curious, like, how long have you been doing this content creation thing? And have you ever had, like uh quote unquote like normal job growing up or like was mm-hmm. youtube just always a thing for you i worked in a physical therapy office for like about four years and then mm-hmm. i think when my freshman year of college when i came back i'm 22 i'll mm-hmm. be 23 in july um but i i've never had to get like a like a real job yeah. quote unquote other than working mm-hmm. at the physical therapy office like the first content creation i ever did was call of duty stuff um like trick shotting in 2011 oh, and boy. and it was like yes. it's like pub stomping gameplays in 2010 uh so i've been at it for like a while yeah. but i didn't do like commentary back then because i mean you can tell from my voice now it's not particularly deep you can only imagine me at like 12 years <laughs> right. old yeah I'm like oh what's going on welcome back to our video <laughs> old squeakers baby <laughs> yeah we've seen scans uh, old videos so definitely yeah we don't want we don't talk about this we don't talk about those no no, we don't. <laughs> it basically just started off from Call of Duty, and then I started doing graphic design stuff and like doing sports designs and all that on mm-hmm. Instagram. Back in 2014, 2015, 
I wasn't doing YouTube at the time. I quit YouTube like three times back when I was doing like Call of Duty and trick shotting stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of got a little bit of a following on Instagram from my designs. Like I got about four or five K and uh, like every so often I would post an advertisement that I was starting a YouTube channel mm -hmm. and oh, I had started this YouTube channel. And it's funny because people were like, we don't care about this. Just post designs. Like you're never going to do anything on YouTube. And here we are today. Wow. And I, I did, I did something. What were but, these uh, designs? Were they like, or like re reskin like jerseys like, or like something like that? Work edits and stuff like just uh, like wallpapers and all that. Interesting. Let me let me get a link to my page here for you. Yeah, of course. Discord. Uh, if you just scroll back, you'll see all of them. Like some of them are really bad, but uh, some of them I actually like quite a lot to this day. Um, but yeah, sports designs, and you don't even have to scroll back too far to get to them. Um, so but you've no, always just, like, just kind of really been about sports. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit later because I do want to talk about how you kind of do a little bit of everything. But so you've always just kind of been like, I guess, kind of interested in in creating, you know, just being a creative. And, Anything. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, I would man. Say so. Yeah, but I've been around for a while, even though I'm like the youngest of anyone like here, probably. Yeah. I mean, you just got a you just got an earlier start than most. That's how I look at yeah. it. And that's why, like, I mean, you've just been at it for the longest. Oh yeah, I definitely see. So you you got you're uh, pretty uh, familiar with Photoshop then and all that. I'm assuming. yeah yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't even do my thumbnails anymore. I got a, I got a guy for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Antonio, he's not. Yeah, not yeah. I was gonna. Yeah, I was about. <laughs> just about to ask is that is that antonio because <laughs> that's, uh, antonio, antonio is pretty good at that too anything. yeah but yeah i appreciate that bingo um and i got a few questions for you um okay. so i know and uh first of all round of applause you just you got married not too long ago so congrats on that yeah, dude thanks and um yeah. i understand that you had a few people from like twitch or youtube gaming world come to your wedding and and hang yeah. out with you so what was that like man and and like what has it meant to you to like get form these relationships over the years and to the point where you're uh, like inviting them over to your wedding and and stuff like that uh it's kind of crazy because like mm -hmm. when you think about growing up you never really would have thought of like people used to like play games with or like you met online because mm -hmm. growing up you're always like stranger danger right uh um, well, so i mean 100 percent. yeah yeah so like now it's it's kind of like interesting and it's, it's just kind of cool um, mm -hmm. to like be able to have those kind of friendships and stuff and just kind of build them. Cause like the very first person that I met through YouTube that like, I still talk to now is wheels. Mm -hmm. And that was, Ooh, uh, my freshman year of college. So 2011. So it's like 10 years now, mm -hmm. which is like crazy to think about, but yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Cause like, Growing up, you just think about, oh, I'm going to always be friends with, like, grade school friends or middle school, high school, whatever it is. But mm -hmm. to, like, meet people online and, like, now they're some of my best friends. Like, it's it's pretty cool to think about. So have you kicked it with these two before? Oh, yeah. Many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we usually have, like, one trip a year where we all get together. Oh, yeah. Um, Didn't you guys yeah, all go to, like, a baseball game last year or something like that? Yeah, we, went, we usually go to the spring training. Oh, yeah? And then, like, he, Healy was at the wedding. Uh, Wheels was at the wedding. Mark and Bengal were supposed to go, <laughs> and 
I think Bengal got sick, and then I got COVID. Yeah, Uh, and then and then Mark Mark was worried about it because he didn't want to get it either. So yeah, he he didn't show up. So we ended up getting it anyways. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) for a while it seemed unavoidable. Like even if you like didn't think you had it, like you probably got it, and you just didn't show symptoms, Mm -hmm. which is so weird, by the way. Yeah, that, like, people don't mm-hmm. show symptoms sometimes. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was crazy too because like the it was the day before my wedding, both my parents tested positive and my sister. Oh my! So like God. they couldn't even go to the wedding either. So that's so wild. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully everything worked out, dude. And it was, hopefully it was your a good parents time. are okay. It was just wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're good. So you guys had? Do you have a? Do you have any good stories? Any particular stories with these two? Just like a crazy um, night or anything like that. I mean, there's usually some stupid shit that happens every time that we get together. I can um, like, most, I mean, I can only assume so, you know. Most we because it's usually spring like spring training time, so my birthday's usually during the week that we go. Mm-hmm. So it's usually me getting just absolutely hammered. So mm-hmm. there's me rambling, you know, being drunk, or uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's probably some something that I'm not thinking about right now. I know, like. I think it was the second time we all got together for a trip like this. I got, I got really drunk and like, I was trying to like maneuver through the house. Mm-hmm. And then I got into the bathroom that was attached to my room. And I remember them just like screaming for me. Cause I guess I like fell into the bathtub. So they thought, <laughs> they thought, you know, they're oh, probably no. like, Oh man, he's dead. You know, he's just whacked his head open. Oh God. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, it's just shenanigans. That kind of stuff. That's the best. Like when uh, Mark got like lost oh, and found at a bus stop at like oh, that yeah. was in the morning that near the airport. What? Very first time. Very first time we all went out. We were in Florida. And go ahead, yeah. Bengal. Yeah. I I don't really know much oh, of the story except for I, that. I know it. Yeah. Go ahead. So we go out to Orlando. We are meeting with Frisk and mm-hmm. Jivy. Oh Bangle yeah. Was unable to get in because at the time. He was underage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he went home and we go to like a couple bars. And this is like had to have been within 30 minutes of being there. I think we pre-gamed beforehand. I a little can't bit. Remember. Yeah. But we're we're getting hammered. And all of a sudden, Mark's like walking out with two guys to smoke a cig. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, where are you going? He's <laughs> like, I'll be right back. Five, five minutes, five minutes. <laughs> I was like, where? where no, like, get back here. He's like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be fine. And then he leaves. Oh god. And he doesn't return. Oh and no. Like, all of us, like, it didn't hit us. Like, we were like, out of our mind to like yeah, where we didn't yeah. even like. We we just thought he would end up back. At the, yeah, he'll figure it out. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I remember waking up at like five or six in the morning, hearing the door open. But he in the morning, he apparently doesn't remember where he went he probably he hopped in like an uber but he probably hopped into just some random person's car (laughs) and they dropped him off at like a place near the airport so when the uber picked him up he was like what are you doing here like this isn't a place you're supposed to be (laughs) yeah hey we gotta get we gotta get mark on to tell his side of this because i am dying to hear his he, perspective he won't know more information than than we do about it <laughs> oh, yeah because wow. he's like i don't know what happened he was like i just remember someone picked me up and took me back here and now 
I'm just going to go to sleep. And I'm like, it's like six in the morning at this point. He doesn't remember anything. And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, that's that's cool, I guess. You're back safe. I mean, that's, that's all that matters. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, we've, we, like we normally have like two trips a year. Mm-hmm. Most like there'd be like one where all of us go. But generally it's like spring training time. And then it was like TwitchCon time yeah. where most of us would go. TwitchCon was always fun. Oh yeah, dude. Like I'm. I was super bummed that I couldn't. That we like it got canceled this year. So definitely looking forward to meeting all you guys and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully they have it again this. You know, either this year or next year, because it seems like a great time from all the stories I've heard. It sounds it's more of just like meeting everyone than like actual TwitchCon itself. It seems like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go there and like network a little bit. It's also cool to like meet some other creators, mm-hmm. uh, like pick pick their brains like, and whatnot, and just you know, yeah. vibe. There's like some, like for me, I am like a big networker. I will, mm-hmm. I'll become friends with just like the most random people. I don't know, like a random one off the top of my head is like Sequisha. Mm-hmm. I he's a big streamer. Oh yeah, Twitch. I know who that is. And, the stash and. Yeah. yeah, and I just met him at a random party and we became friends. <laughs> really? It's wild. That's dude. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like yeah. a chill dude. Mm-hmm. I like meet just random people and they're just normal people like you and I. Mm-hmm. No, hundred yeah. percent. And the more that we do this, I think it, it shows everyone that, you know, we're all just people at the end of the day. Um Healy, I got a question for you because it was brought up. Uh, we had Coogs on um, two weeks ago, I believe. And um, yeah. he was talking to us about uh, the bunt heard around the world. Um, oh, yeah. And I think this was That's like cool. 2017, I believe. And he was saying that you guys yeah. were in like, it, it was the first time you guys had met up. And mm-hmm. it was like during the All Star game, you guys like didn't even watch the game. You guys were like in this room with Ramon and all these guys, and you were just like all you know playing this together. And I'm just curious, like what your point of view was through all that, because it just seemed like a crazy experience. And like the first time you guys kind of all like got together and like met all the the everyone over at SDS and all that. So what was that like, man? Yeah, it was the first time I've been, like, flown out for anything. So that was just Mm -hmm. a cool experience, in a sense. Uh, 2017, though, like, a lot of, like, older people in the community know this. But to brand new guys, like, they don't know about this tournament at all. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, we get flown out. We get... All of us arrive like in the evening, so we don't even get to really watch the home run derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next day, we're there from like 10 a.m. to like 5 or 6 p.m. We watched brief amount of the All Star game, but yeah, I met Coogs, Quash, and Clutch, and we were the like four people they selected out of the community to go out there mm-hmm. at the time in the community. There was a big, big riff or a big wave of like the community or the competitive guys being like, this is a tournament, send the best guys. Uh, and then yeah, like there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of Definitely. hate from people who got invited and yeah. got sent there. And for me, I was like, guys, it's, it's just a community event. This doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, they're going to invite people who others know and can help promote it. 
Like you can invite a random top 50 player who's like ranked fourth or whatever. And he's like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to know who he is. Like they Definitely. know at the time they knew who Coogs, Clutch, myself and Quash were. So that was a big deal. And then I actually, at the time I played on fisheye. I don't know why it was just the most, it was just the preset. It was the preset for MLB 16. So I played on it. So you didn't bother to just move, move it around or anything. You just default is good. Yeah. People, people were like, you should try strike zone. I'm like, I want to see my players hit (laughs) without animations. So I played on, played on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We would have our BR drafts. Uh, The live stream was pretty cool because Mills and, can't remember the other guy's name but he worked with like rooster teeth like did the announcing so mm-hmm. we, we wore mics and then i beat i beat coogs and then i beat i think i i beat all three i think so i beat like clutch i beat coogs and then i faced quash and since i didn't lose i had the opportunity to lose a game in the championship and force mm-hmm. around during game two so the bunt heard around the world. I get bases loaded. I have Gary Sanchez up zero outs. He brings in Zach Britton. And in my head, I'm, I'm trying to win. Mm-hmm. So like on the line, everyone, I got 300,000 stubs for winning and second place got 150. I'm like, I want 300,000. I don't want to pay. For <laughs> so that, stubs. so they flew you all. The, wait, hold on. So they flew you all the way out, did all this. Just to win three hundred thousand stubs? That was the well. That was just an. Ins- was that was just an incentive. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It wasn't. That wasn't like the main point. It wasn't. No, no, no. I got. Like, I get it. Come I'm on, just... compete. No, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. It was just. It was just to incentivize us to try and mm-hmm. play in it. So I, in my head, bunting wasn't too great. MLB sixteen was a horrible bunting year. So in seventeen. Bunting was terrible. Like it would just shoot at people. It would pop up, whatever. I bases loaded zero outs. If I bunted and popped up, I'm out of the inning. I'm also the home team of this game. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, I would have a chance to walk it off. So I just decided to bunt. The ball landed and I won. <laughs> and a lot of people weren't happy. They said, they're like, this guy's trying. He was all like, Oh, it doesn't matter. This is a uh, just a fun event, and I'm trying as hard as I can. <laughs> and then uh, mm-hmm. a moment people got really mad about was afterwards. I'm holding the trophy, and I say into the camera, "I'm the king." <laughs> <laughs> like all score, he'll he'll laugh about it now. But I remember looking back in the oh chat. He's like, God. "What? What is he talking about? He's the king." And then I had like messaged him after it. I'm like, "It's a joke." Like I have an emote in my chat calling myself the king. Mm-hmm. I watched Cash Nasty back at the time, and he was all the time. It didn't matter if he was the best or not. He's like, "I'm the king of my team." So I'm like, "I'm the king of Diamond Dynasty." <laughs> so people didn't like that, and yeah, a lot people were super mad. They're just like. Good luck in the future. Your channel's over with. Yeah, what were what were those videos or streams like the first like month after that? Was it? I mean, did people just forget? I assume they would, but you know, some people are weird. 
I can't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but I assume there is some people that would hop in and just like talk crap immediately and be like, "You bunted," and I'll be like, "Okay, I won." Cool. <laughs> I'm the king, so I mean, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was uh, it was a super fun time. It would be cool if they had one of those again in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, you kind of touched on it, but like we had this conversation a few weeks ago about um the content creator league that were weren't you part of that too ants ant yeah yeah, that, yeah I, th- I thought it was a yeah. super awesome just it's it's thing the same do. it was it's kind of the same thing mm-hmm. that like healy touched on where it's like no matter who you choose there's always gonna 100%. be those those, exactly. those other people that are like those people don't deserve it you got to get better people in when realistically no matter who you choose, there's always going to be upset people. Like no, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. So it, it's it, better it, to it's just cool do idea. it than yeah. not. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And with that, a lot of people, I I think a lot of people need to change their mindset when they're upset with selections. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get mad and they just put someone down in that position instead of just being like, this guy should be in it. Mm-hmm. Instead they go about it and be like, this guy's garbage. Like why, why is, is he in it? Why is this guy in and not this guy? Else? Yeah. No, hundred percent. Who's this guy? Why is this person not in this? And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, I can't imagine being in that position where you're happy to be taking part in something like this. And just cause Joe Schmo isn't in it instead of you. Now people are coming at your neck for no reason. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm just here, dude. Yeah, like it's, who it's wouldn't kinda, say yeah. yes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think it, I think it kind of sucks too because then like for those people who are like attacking other content creators, mm-hmm. like trying to defend, you know, say like I didn't make something and someone's going out being like, oh, Ant should be in this, you know, this other person's garbage. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like makes mm-hmm. me look bad because those are mm-hmm. technically people in my community. Right. Where I don't I don't really want people going out and attacking people. Like mm-hmm. I'm happy if someone gets involved in something. You know, I obviously the want the community to grow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I chose you the brave. You almost picked the Braves for that. You picked <laughs> it, you got it for a reveal, but you almost I did a reveal. I had, yeah. I did a too. reveal for the Braves. I remember that. When I when I revealed it not all my mentions were it should have been dimu uh this mm-hmm. guy doesn't even you know play online which if you look at like all my streams from the beginning of the year it was all diamond dynasty content mm-hmm. but it's just like mm-hmm. this it should have been dimu like who's this guy like blah 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 and it's just like it see it's just it just looks so bad and it sucks mm-hmm. because like when you look at mlb in the grand scheme of things it's such a small community and mm-hmm. like seeing other content creators grow is awesome because then it's going to bring more eyes to the community. But like at the same time, when you got those people who are just, just being jackasses, it sucks. Yeah. How did you deal with that? I just left. I just ignored it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like me and Dimu are cool. So like, yeah. I know no, hundred percent. me and Dimu aren't going to have any issues with it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, whatever. Yeah. That was the um, first thing he said. I remember being in his stream when that happened yeah. and he, he had and nothing, then, but, then, and I didn't even know you at the time. But he had nothing but good things to say about you, so it's just like if, if someone if someone is gonna be that upset over like a reveal of mm-hmm. uh, a card in a video game, like I got other things to worry about in my life rather than someone being upset over something like that. Facts, dude. So, facts, hundred mm-hmm. percent, absolutely. Um, I got a few other questions because I I'm just really curious because you guys have all you guys are all um. Another thing you guys are all great at is just um, just making YouTube videos. And I know there's been 
a lot of effort that's gone into it and and like even Bengal was saying he quit a few times and uh just came back to it and um I was looking over like Ant for example I was looking over like some of your first videos and it looked like you were doing like some Fortnite at the beginning maybe a few Fortnite videos and then like you just you did a re rebuild video and like I don't know if it did good at the time but was that something that you like just stumbled upon or were you just kind of like just trying to do a bunch of different things or did you you know just do this oh yeah stumble upon rebuilds dude that's such a creative unique idea yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah actually, right when I, <laughs> yeah, I um so when i actually first started youtube was freshman sophomore year of college i did fifa content and mm -hmm. i stopped after i think like a like two years because my grades in college tanked because i was focusing more on youtube yeah than i was in college um so then i was like all right i need to focus on school um so i gave up and then whenever i came back so what was that 2017 i think um i was like all right i was talking to like healy mark and all them and i was like all right what do i do like what do i what am i gonna do because i think i was still i started doing fifa again mm -hmm. and i was like i don't like fifa you know it's just it's all pay to win it's it's just I've not heard. yeah um, tough. so i was like all right i'm gonna do mlb because like Again, the community was still pretty small. I was like, there's a chance for me to grow. And I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. And so they were throwing different ideas at me. And then, bam, you should try rebuilds. That's what I do. And, you know, I did the first one. And it actually did pretty well in comparison to, like, the other videos. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay. And then I looked to see who else was kind of doing similar things. And even to this day, there's not that many people doing it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right. At the time, no one's really, there was like one or two other people. I think RGS was doing it too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, let me just run with this. And it's it's worked since. So I figured might as well stick with it. it I mean, franchise kind of sucks, but it's it's a small market. So yeah, well and then I'm sure you guys all saw, but they touched on a few improvements. Uh, we'll get to that in a sec, but it's it seemed, I don't know. It, it seems like, they're the every year since they're trying to put like a bandage on something that's just absolutely broken and yeah. we'll i mean we'll see this year but yeah that's so so bangle was the mastermind behind it all is what you're telling me yeah i guess you can say that yeah <laughs> fact um yeah. so bangle like where i'm just really curious because you it, it just seems like you have so much knowledge of sport like to the point where like not only are you doing rebuilds in madden you're also doing an mlb and i'm sure other games too i'm just just haven't looked into it but like where does this insane amount of knowledge come from like where did you grow up in a like strong sports household like did you go to a bunch of games when you were younger like is it just something in your blood from the very beginning um you know i don't know um i was never like majorly big into football mm-hmm when I was like younger, I was Yankees obsessed growing up in uh, New Jersey, you know, yet less than an hour away from Yankee Stadium. Yep. And, you know, Derek Jeter was the guy to root for. So I was mm -hmm. I was Yankees. I was baseball obsessed. I played baseball year round. And then like probably maybe in 2005, I started getting into football a little bit more. And then I don't know, the 2010s hit and football just started taking over mm -hmm. and i wasn't even allowed to play tackle football until high school uh 
my mom was worried about injuries and all that yeah which i is fair is fair mm-hmm. but i don't know i just like i've always kind of uh loved football um after like you know 2000 2005 2006 and i it, i don't know i i my my dad likes sports my mom is a sports fan but i don't really know what i can attribute it to just i'm just i love them yeah so like and football particularly like when you're doing like all these like you know you like have a really good knowledge of like you know all these players coming in from college and like do you read like draft books or like what like what is the like back end of things that people don't see like the research that we don't see you know i used to um but i feel like the more that I've kind of gotten into it and and scouting is something I'm particularly passionate about mm-hmm. within football. You know, you talk to to guys who are in that same kind of field and that same passion and uh, I watch a ton of games and I don't really do a whole lot of background from anybody on players. I kind of do a lot of it myself, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll see some consensus scouting reports going into a year maybe, some players to look out for and when you're watching as many games as I am, with college football every year, like you pick up on some standout players. And then uh, as the draft focuses or gets closer and closer, you hear a, a lot of the same names popping up again and again and again. And then I can go back and look at them and, and make my own opinion about who the best might be for reason X, Y, and Z. So since about 2014, I've been really trying to get into the scouting end of football rather than just being like a fan who watches my team on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what are those, like, Saturdays like then? Like, is it just, like, an all-day thing? Like, wake up super early and just glued to the, the TV all day? Or, like, are you doing watch um, parties with the boys or what? Because I you assume know, you're I, I don't, probably trying to make YouTube videos at the same time, too. I'm sure that's kind of tough. Yeah, I mean, it's just something I'll have on a lot of the time. You know, uh, if I'm at home, got a couple monitors. Sometimes, you know, you go out to a bar or, or mm-hmm. to eat or whatever. They have a bunch of different uh, TVs and games and... I don't know. Yes. I mean, just Saturdays and Sundays are not for the boys. They're for watching football. It seems to be, but with the, with the boys, you know, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it comes with it, you know, I'm just, I'm football obsessed. I Mm -hmm. would say. So like, I know you get a lot of like some of your takes, you know, you get a lot, a lot of, um, um, interactions. I'll say mm. um, for yeah, some I got takes. a fight today on Twitter with an entire <laughs> fan base. But uh, at the any any time you have an opinion, especially if more eyes are going to be on that opinion, people are going to disagree. Like anytime you say mm-hmm. anything about a player, people will disagree or a team. Like Mike Trout is widely agreed upon to be the best player, but then you have some people that'd be like, "Oh, Mike Trout's not better than Mookie." And you have some mm-hmm. people like, oh, Bryce Harper is better than Mike Trout. You go, what? Like, but people have these insane opinions. And like Bryce Harper's one where it's like his numbers are all really good, but some people say he sucks. It's yeah. like no matter what you say, there's gonna be people on each end. And especially when you're dealing with a fan base, like they're like a, a mama bear trying to protect their cubs. It's like they will fight you to the death. So it's like you can't win with opinions. Mm-hmm. Do you have Absolutely. any like um do you have any like player that you you thought was gonna do really well that people flamed you for that turned out really well or or anything like that? Um I don't know, it's tough because I mean you get 
you get told you're an idiot for anything. Yeah. Um, I guess. So, like, I mean, I feel like I have a pretty good track record for mm-hmm. for quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback one in that draft class in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then in 2018, I had Baker Mayfield as quarterback one, Lamar Jackson quarterback two. I had Josh Allen down the board, and now that he had his breakout year last year after being trash his first two years, of course, now I'm an idiot for <laughs> thinking that Josh Allen wasn't some great prospect. So I hear about that all day, every day. But uh, I think the best example of it is every year around draft time, I do like a bunch of draft-focused videos. And based on where a player's picked to their potential value, I'll do like a bust video. So I came out with five busts who I thought were not going to work out in the NFL. I had for the Seahawks, sorry about this, but I had Rashad Penny. Um, You're not who, wrong. Yeah, bust <laughs> so far. 100%. I had, Bre- I had Breland Speaks, who no one should know. He was taken at the top of the second round by the Chiefs uh, in that draft. He ha- is already out of the league. Sam Darnold, who is not looking so good for the Jets. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Terrell Edmonds, who's a safety for the Steelers, who is like not particularly good. So I four for four right now, and then Josh Allen was the other one, who was awful his first two years, and then was great last year. Mm-hmm. And then my entire comments is filled with, "Oh, this aged like milk. Oh, this aged like walk <laughs> in the dumpster." I'm like four out of five, but I'm an idiot. <laughs> like so, like no matter what, you can't win. Even if you go five for five, there are people like, "Ah, oh, you didn't go five for five because that guy is mm-hmm. really good, even if he's not." Or like a player that I think could be really good could turn out to be really bad. Like it, it happens. Like scouting is an inexact science, I would say. So like mm-hmm. what what Ant was talking about, like are you just I mean, I know you like to dunk on people from time to time, but is it just yeah, kind of like a guilty pleasure? <laughs> I wish I didn't have to. Is it just kind of like move on and you know, people are just gonna have these terrible opinions and it's never gonna change. Once so. once I grow up, I'll come to that decision but right now um, right now it's just dunk on him just dude I, I, it, you know what it is it's like i'll go back and forth like four or five times and i'll like just fucking look at myself in the mirror i'm like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> just just move on and then i'll you know shut up and go about my day hey i, I mean think for me it's like you got to say something really stupid for me to be like all right, I let me respond to you, right? Because like most of the time, I'm just like, it's not, it's just not uh, worth your time. I know, I know, like little Timmy's behind his keyboard sweating, like oh, I'm gonna get him today, <laughs> right. but I'm just like, ah, it's just no point. <laughs> no, hundred percent, definitely. And I think this is a good segue to one thing I want to talk about. Um, uh, speaking of Bengal, one of your tweets. Um, you may have an Jeez. idea which tweet I'm I don't. That's <laughs> so all my replies. But there was a tweet from the other day. That was about this requires a story. So when I was younger, it takes you back to two, 2007. I was with my family out eating dinner at a restaurant and they had the Yankee game on the TV. And I'm looking oh, at yes. this Yankee I game. I look at the screen and I see this guy named Shelly Duncan. And oh, first yeah. of all, I see this name and I'm like, who is this guy? What kind of name is Shelly Duncan? That is like a legendary name. Who is this guy? What What is he doing on the Yankees? Lo and behold, this man turns into like the biggest cult legend ever. It's like he had like a, he had his first career homer and then a multi like multi homer game and something like that. All in the span of his first few games, and I was freaking out as like a ten year old Yankee fan. And I was oh, like, yeah. 
I saw that tweet that you made where you said two outs, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded down by three with the fate of the universe on the line or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. I want July of 2007, Shelly Duncan. Absolutely. And I've never been on board with anything more than that. Dude, people are like, oh, what about 2004, Barry Bonds? He had a 100 OPS. No. Not a <laughs> What about David Ortiz in the postseason, bro? No. <laughs> Shelly Duncan. Another I'm taking them 10 times out of 10. People not getting the joke at all. Right, I'll yeah. say 2007, yeah. July, Shelly Duncan. And then someone has the audacity to say Barry Bonds. Like, yeah, no shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the best hitter ever. Yeah. Pe- people just don't pick up on like sarcasm mm-hmm. yeah, at all. And they always think it's so serious. It's ridiculous. Oh, especially on Twitter. It's the worst. People still don't get it. Oh, 100%. Um, well, I mean, I feel like we should talk about MLB the show a little bit today. Um, they, uh, mainly because they brought up, uh, the legend reveal today, all these legends that came out and, um, I don't want to miss anyone. So, um, I know the big one was Pedro and Hank Aaron and you have the thick boy of Prince Fielder. Uh, there was a pitcher involved too, uh, Venezuela. Fernando Mania, baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just curious what you guys think about what these new additions are, and like kind of the overall theme of all these players being a little bit more um, known than maybe in previous years. What do you guys think about these new legends? Have you guys been waiting for a while to play with some of these guys? So I think with Hank Aaron. I felt like this was the year. We've seen mm-hmm. Babe Ruth, Griffey, Mays, Mantle all enter the game, all big pieces throughout history. Mm-hmm. The last big historical piece that MLB The Show needed was Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. And like they probably have had him for a couple of years. It's not just that he passed away. And they're like, all right, let's get his rights now. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've had these guys' rights for a few years, and they, they want to make sure every single year – there's mm-hmm. like a big name to get people enticed. So Hank Aaron's a big one. I felt like he was going to be the collection reward, even when Roberto Clemente got announced. Still a big possibility, unless they announce like a rod or something. But Hank Aaron, huge one. Uh, we all know a lot of people call him the best hitter ever. We could agree to disagree mm-hmm. on your values, but a lot of younger people playing the game will realize how good Hank Aaron was during his career. They'll learn more about him. So that's a cool card. Prince Fielder, he's more fitting for the younger people, especially guys like my age where I grew up watching Prince Fielder destroy the Cubs with Ryan Braun. Uh, Take war hacks. I feel like it's going to be so satisfying hitting like a perfect, perfect home run with Prince Fielder. Oh, he better just, it, just, it should just shatter the ball. Like, I want to see, see the war hack. Was that yeah. fielder? <laughs> I can't wait to get him back. Yeah. Pedro, I as soon as they announced the MLB Network guys, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Road to the Show, and they're like, yes, we're going to have a bunch of guys from MLB Network doing, like, working on that podcast, in a sense, of Road yep. to the Show. We have many hidden guys. I'm like, Pedro has to be one of them. They, they finally mm-hmm. had to get him. There's no way they just leave him out. So Pedro's cool. Him and Randy Johnson are probably the top two guys mm-hmm. to enter the ball game from 2000s and on. 
So that's huge. Maybe we'll see Randy one of these years. Fernando Valenzuela, he was good for his time. He had a fantastic rookie season. That's a card I, I still don't even know much about him, but mm-hmm. he's probably he's one of the best Mexican players in MLB history. He's always good to get a lefty pitcher too. hundred percent. I know he's a yeah. Carlton guy, but it, Fernando Valenzuela is a cool addition. Yeah, it didn't I seem like. Somebody- Go ahead. I saw somebody on Twitter that like compared him to someone that was already in the game. And I I really wish I would remember the name, but I think it was like a Saber Hagen or something like that, where Mm -hmm. it's like he's not going to be like the best pitcher in the game, but like he's he's going to have some decent stuff. So I'm excited. It's it's just cool to see all these new names come up Mm -hmm. because like especially a lot of the newer names. I think that's going to be cool. Well, he seems like to one player that would be really good for like pinpoint pitching. Like he doesn't strike me as someone that got yeah. a lot of K's, but like had really good control. And he had like twenty and like twenty complete games in one year, which I thought was insane. So Yeah, if they give him a Cy Young card, he led the league in innings, strikeouts. He had an eight point four strikeouts per nine, which at that time is That's pretty good. Amazing. Yeah, if they round up and rookie of the year and silver slugger. And all star and finished fifth in MVP voting. Yeah, he had a good bat too. Might be a good too. card. Might be a good <laughs> yeah. card then. Yeah. I heard. Yeah, I heard <laughs> he was a good hitter yeah. too. So I mean, it could play into the whole two way player type thing that they're they want to do this year as yeah. well. So yeah, it's, it seems fun. Pedro was the big one for me that I have always been waiting for. And like as Bengal and Scan grew up, like huge Yankees fans, like. From the outside looking in, because the Mariners always sucked for my whole life, it was the Red Sox for me, and and Pedro Martinez was unreal for a few years. So he's going to be a crazy card. Um, Pedro with pinpoint pitching may be broken. We'll see. I can't wait for that. As long as pinpoint pitching is exactly what they're saying it's going to be, I'm fully expecting Mm -hmm. good pitchers to actually be good finally. Mm -hmm. Not just... Throw your cutters, throw your, you know, sinkers up and in. Like, give me give me some good pitches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think since they, like, addressed it already, after using it, I it's going to be the meta. Mm-hmm. No, there's no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. If we can get a legend like Don Zimmer to throw Pedro off his game, he's going to be worthless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, I woke up this morning and I was scrolling through Twitter. And I'm still like half awake and I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, oh, what's this video? And I'm like, holy shit. No. Oh, Pedro casually's just dropping in Prince Fielder. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad I slept in today. And I'm, and I'm I think I, I kind of felt like I was still dreaming. Like, oh, this can't be real. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. OK. You know, just a casual video with all those legend drops today. I mean, it was a good way to wake up. But I was like, holy shit. Right. Yeah, and they, they dropped Hank Aaron for casually, like threw me off. Dude, like Hank Aaron was it's like, oh, yeah, there's Hank Aaron batting. So yeah, casual. Like, oh, okay. That was the most Hold casual on. drop I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Was this actually? Board, like, SDS, yeah, like, I, I had to say, <laughs> guess myself. I was like, that definitely looked like Hank Aaron. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that there is going to be a couple more big guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think they're saving them maybe for the collection or Diamond Dynasty stream. I, I'd assume I they have at least one big guy for the DD stream, or at least yeah. you know some sort of legend reveals. Just to really send it off, like right. All right Especially that's time. like the day of the early access. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. How do you guys Load feel about that, card. dude? Load up the credit card, you know, like get it ready, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
We're literally going into this so raw. Like, we're not going to know anything about the game until that last day, like the last mm -hmm. few hours before launch. At like five hours from the end of that premiere to... <laughs> Twitter's going to be a storm of information, and I'm going to love it. I'm, I just mm -hmm. I think the, the conversation around the game, even though it's going to be a lot, I think it's going to be really fun, us mm -hmm. finding out things right as the game comes out. And, uh, you know, we don't have that time where we're just like, oh, this player's going to be in a game. I can't wait to use him for however long between a Diamond Dynasty stream and a game. This year, it's just like we're getting that stream, and then basically later that day, we're playing, so... I'm I'm just excited to get into it, and it's gonna be a lot at first, but it's gonna be uh, that hype. We're gonna be able to react right away. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of glad that they did it the way they did too, where they kind of like held off giving us all this info, because mm -hmm. like normally it's like, was it October where they give the cover cover star or yeah. whatever mm -hmm. or whenever it is, and this year they're like they're literally just throwing us new stuff every week, which has been a lot better, just so that it's like constant build up until release day rather than like you know four months or whatever in between the most recent news so at the same time I mean, it doesn't I even feel like it's real though like we're two weeks away and it doesn't even feel <laughs> it doesn't even feel like it at all it feels like so much longer mm -hmm. yeah has anyone yeah. noticed how red healy's faces yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think it's just the lighting i was gonna say because like i look green like i look sickly like there's uh, <laughs> I love that sent Healy into a laughing fit where he turned even more red. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, they they've addressed a bunch of things. Like the fielding looks improved, and uh, we're gonna have this franchise stream tomorrow. I'm guessing you guys are probably pretty invested in it because there seems like there's just so many issues with franchise as it is. You guys have like one thing. Maybe Ant, like one thing that you always go back to that just absolutely just frustrates you beyond belief in when you're uh, doing these rebuilds. Yeah, uh, the AI for like every other team or just in general, the AI in the mode just doesn't know what it's doing. Mm -hmm. So it'll sign like six first basemen. So you'll go to like <laughs> the athletics and they'll have like Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson, Anthony Rizzo. And then like Jose Abreu, and it's, there's no reason to have all those first basemen. Mm -hmm. They'll trade away like Jason Dominguez for Mike Miner. Um, it, it's just like, or they'll sign like first free agency. You get in there, it's like, oh, there's Christian Yelich, and then you know the Brewers resign him. Then the next day, you sim forward, and it's like Brewers traded Christian Yelich to the Yankees for whatever it is. There's just no. The, the AI just doesn't know what it's doing. It mm -hmm. just constantly has to change stuff and it, it it's just broken. Or it'll, if you have your lineup and roster moves all set to manual, they'll still change it. So, yeah, I've noticed that too, just, man. That's so, especially with the call ups and stuff. And then it'll mm -hmm. waste someone's option there off the team. I, I've yeah, noticed that a few times, like, especially with like the Mariners, like Julio yeah. Rodriguez will just get claimed off waivers, like when I didn't even. Yeah do anything so like for the rule five draft so because mm -hmm. they don't put them on the 40 man yeah it's just like i it looks like there's going to be a lot of quality of life fixes mm -hmm. for franchise this year which i'm okay with but hearing that like march to october is getting all these changes and possible additions it's just kind of like quality of life is all you could do for you know the game mode that like most of the people want to see the big improvements to mm -hmm. it, it it just kind of sucks 
something. I'm hoping that with franchise, though, as little changes we've seen and next gen happening this year and then putting a lot of effort in like stadium creator and just making sure the game's ready for next gen that maybe they have the capability and memory and stuff to actually improve the mode i don't know i don't have the info on if the memory in ps4 just couldn't really handle yeah. more changes or they got to a point in coding and stuff to where they just it was unfixable and they were like let's just wait till next gen so mm-hmm. maybe I, I i'm hopeful for next year maybe that they just have a huge franchise update but it's tough it's yeah, tough you're about that. yeah it's for f- four years now yeah it took like a, a damn near riot for them to be like oh yeah we're gonna make changes next year finally so uh, maybe that's what we need to do we just need to start getting out the pitchforks and going crazy mm-hmm yeah, what's the but what like what's the workaround when you're dealing with a mode that's so frustrating? Like, uh, you know, you just you smash your head into a wall a couple times <laughs> and kind of power through it at this point. And so, I, honestly, it's just like you you just kind of yeah, you just power through it until hopefully they make some changes or mm-hmm. you find ways to work around it. Like, I know FIFA's been doing it where like people can play it on pc and they'll have other people do mods for it so like the gameplay will be better or like the ai is smarter or you can adjust the budgets or literally a full range of customization so maybe if you know things don't work out where we get those changes that we need if it end up being on pc one day we can have somebody that has that capability where they'll mod it and you know have to come you know maybe outsource it through somebody else but isn't that crazy though that like some random Jimmy on the internet like does a better job than the people that are like actually making the game. Yeah, it's blows my mind. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Like, isn't that how it's like on NCAA 14? Like, there's a whole bunch of mods that have been added to like the PC version. Yeah, updated the rosters. They've updated stadiums, logos. They have the updated broadcast. So, like the ESPN broadcast is a little bit cleaner. They have updated like all the menus. Like they have an intro screen with like Trevor Lawrence and Justice Fields and stuff. Wow. It's like a brand new game just on the NCAA 14 engine. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And like I don't know, man. Like are you guys obviously you guys are still probably I I know Healy, you play a lot of Diamond Dynasty, so that's probably not for you, but is this what you guys are just gonna keep going? Like you guys are obviously going to still keep doing these no matter what, right? And even if it's, I mean, it's I'm kind of deep in it now, mm-hmm. and like for me to change, like just because how YouTube works too, you know, with mm-hmm. algorithms, where if you if you try to like stray away from your videos at all, you're going to see that dip in you know mm-hmm. in your videos pushed. So if I really wanted to like push through it and try to go to Diamond Dynasty, it's a possibility, but I feel like. If I wanted to go into Diamond Dynasty, it's probably easier for me to just start a second channel and mm-hmm. go through that. That's but, so crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to mm-hmm. stick with rebuilds. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, there's going to be new people doing them this year because, you know, with people joining from Xbox and also just probably new, there's always new people doing it anyways. But, I mean, it's still a small community. So mm-hmm. it's not like there's many people doing them. No, 100%. We had Tugi on the other day i don't know if you guys know who Tugi is but he does some rebuilds and stuff too mm-hmm. it's more of like nhl but he also does 
uh, MLB as well. And he was, I mean, it's, it's the same conversation. So it's just, it's wild to me, but, um, like you touched on it and I know you guys, like how much do you guys talk about this? Like YouTube algorithm and stuff and all this, like there's just so much that goes into it. And I know like Bengal, you're always offering like, you know, it, it's really like simplified advice. Like if ed- everyone followed it, like, you know, that I'm kind of torn because like, like, of course you can, you can have the right ideas and go in and everything, but everyone's so different. I'm just curious, like, like what has been one thing that has got you to where you are at right now, Bengal? Is it like the consistency? Is it, you know, like how often are you looking at like, um, improving, like, you know, maybe I could have done this differently here or, you know, like maybe in the beginning, like what, what was that journey like for you? And maybe what sort of advice would you offer? Um, yeah, I don't know quite what you mean by it. I'm offering simplified advice well, usually. No, I, no, I, no I, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to challenge you. No, no, no. I'm just saying like no, I no. could be forgetting. No, you, I don't think there's you, one easy thing. That's, no, you posted a yeah. tweet like a twit, uh, tweet the other day that was like, if you ha- have a good, um, if you have a good thumbnail, you have a good title, and something else, like, uh, you'll do yes. great. So that, yeah. that's what uh, I that's, was that's obviously like an oversimplified mm-hmm. version, but like yeah. you need those things in order mm-hmm. to be successful. Like YouTube's changed so much mm-hmm. since I started. Like the title was super important, but mm-hmm. nowadays it's kind of changed. Like I would always title things the exact same. Mm-hmm. Like if I was doing like a franchise episode of let's say, let's say the Jaguars, right? I would do like 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 madden 17 jaguars connected franchise like then my stupid title like oh like oh this guy's got a he had a big game episode 70 or whatever Mm -hmm. but people don't care about that title anymore they want to see like i don't know like i traded for a superstar and here's what happened and Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't i don't like titling things that way but i also recognize the result is better than the way i'm like traditionally used to it Mm -hmm. so i feel like adapting is super key on youtube while remaining in your niche Mm -hmm. because there are very 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 few channels that can do a bunch of different things and find success if you Mm -hmm. had your youtube channel and you uploaded uh, call of duty and mlb the show and you also um talked about major league soccer and then you also gave out financial advice like (laughs) In my head, when I first started YouTube, I go, oh, that's great. I'll just have people from all different communities and I'll be four times as big. Mm -hmm. But in practice, people go, oh, I don't give a fuck about this video. I'm Mm -hmm. subscribed for this. Mm -hmm. So then they won't watch it. And if your subscribers don't watch the video, YouTube goes, oh, this video sucks. And then they won't recommend your channel. And if they don't recommend your channel, you don't grow. Mm -hmm. Everyone's so obsessed with, oh, man, like, I see from the numbers only 20% of you that are watching this video are subscribed. So hit that subscribe button. That's good to create conversions for subscriptions, but also at the same time, I'm never thinking about making videos just for my subscribers. I used to think that way, Mm -hmm. but when you're thinking about only creating content for the people that already watch you, you're not going to gain a bunch of new ones. But if you think about making like only hit videos, where every video has the potential to be a banger and bring in new people, you're going to get an entirely different outcome because you're going to be marketing towards new people. 
when mm-hmm. you get new people, you get more subscribers. And the more subscribers you get in a short amount of time, the more views you're going to get on newly uploaded videos. And the more views you get on newly uploaded videos, the more they get recommended and the bigger you get. And it all compounds on itself. So that was kind of long-winded, but like mm-hmm. there's it, YouTube's a complicated game. Nobody really understands it. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing for me to grow other than like adapting like that is consistency to upload every day because you have to. You have to upload every day when you're in gaming content mm-hmm. because other people are doing that and viewers will replace you. As much as they might like you, if you if they get out of the routine of watching you every day, they're going to find other options. It's a mm-hmm. little bit different on Twitch, but consistency to me has been the biggest thing. And also, uh, like I started rebuilds, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like no one was doing the one episode format of taking a team from zero to hero. Mm-hmm. Like everyone who had been doing franchise was episode one to episode 100 or whatever. And I said, let's do it in one episode, one video. And that caught on pretty huge. The NBA 2K community started doing it. Uh, FIFA started doing it. MLB the show later. Um, so I think also having a good idea and doing something that nobody else was doing at the time mm-hmm. was critical to getting off the ground. Because the the 100 first subscribers are the toughest to get. The next 1,000 are the toughest to get. And then it starts to get a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And then, like, not that I'm anything huge or anything on YouTube, but it just it's easy mode at this point where I just mm-hmm. got to stay in rhythm and stay in routine. And there could be a YouTuber out there with 300 subscribers that does everything better than me, that it's going to be way harder for them to get in my position. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think all that is sound advice. I mean, a, a lot of what you hear from people who do well on YouTube is a lot of the same things that you mentioned is, I mean, big thing, like you said in that tweet is, titling and thumbnails and a lot of people who don't understand youtube you know they come into it and they think oh i'm just gonna title my video just what it is and Mm -hmm. you know that'll get people and nowadays especially with youtube you want to give a compelling title you want to give people a reason to think or even click your video because some people call it clickbait for what it is but you offer a compelling title you make it a interesting thing for them to keep their eye on then that gives that gets them to click your video over someone else who just posts rebuilding this team mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of people like i mean i i've learned a lot over youtube over the last year i've been doing crap on there since 2016 and i used to upload videos and get like a handful of views and nothing because i thought i was doing something cool but i was literally doing exactly what everyone else did no different from what anyone else is doing and just like yeah it's like it's a it's a long game and a lot of people seem to forget that they think they can start like this and then just blow up like that. But there's a lot to learn over time. And um, yeah, everyone has a different, like has like one or two things that they focus on, but usually everyone rings true with like the same things. They talk about the same thing with advice. And a lot of it is basically everything you touched on. And at the same time, there there will be those couple of people that just get lucky. and Oh and yeah, just, they definitely. Just catch like fire and you know or spread like mm-hmm. fire and it just takes off but yeah, some yeah, people just, get it right away yeah and then yeah but like bengal said the the start is the hardest part because mm-hmm. honestly no no one really wants to be like oh this guy's got 100 subs let me watch him they're always like oh let me watch this guy that has the most subs or the most views mm-hmm. so 
It's and like, oh, this video only has like 50 views. You don't know like what he's talking about yeah, or exactly. what he's doing. I'm not even gonna give it like the time of day. Mm -hmm. It's starting is, is so tough. I can't even imagine starting from zero today. I oh, I don't think I could get God. it off the ground. Oh, I mean, I'm sure I I could be good because I I do have, you know, some knowledge of how everything works. But it's mm -hmm. it's tough, like especially in a scene that's as concentrated as this one. But I remember the tweet that you were talking about where I said, like, I've never seen a channel that mm -hmm. has struggled that has great title, thumbnail, and content. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to have all three. Mm -hmm. I had some people, like, quoting that and replying and being like, like, that's not true because here's my channel, and yeah. I've got all these things, and it just yeah. doesn't work. I click on the channel, and I go, well, you don't have any of it, unfortunately. Like, it's, it's a sad reality, but if you're not willing to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I'm not good enough, you're never going to get better. Like, if, if you're an MLB prospect, right, and you think you're the fucking shit, your swing's perfect, you're coming up and you're hitting 220, it's like, it, if you keep doing everything the same, you're never going to be better. Mm -hmm. So that's why guys retool their swings and rework it, and, and like pitchers change their repertoire. Like Corbin Burns for the Brewers was getting shelled because his fastball couldn't get by anybody. So he started throwing more cutters and more sinkers, and then he had like a Cy Young caliber year last year. If you can't rework things and remake like your content you're never going to be successful mm -hmm. like the only instance that i can recall where a channel was uh was super small in comparison to what i thought it could be like title thumbnail video um i remember telling healy and antonio and mark and i think wheels about this guy he's this australian guy who does like uh i, I don't even know what to call them they're like commentary slash critique videos mm -hmm. and he had like like 3,000 subscribers, and he got randomly recommended. And I said, oh, this guy's going to blow up. Uh, Sunny V2, I don't know if any of you guys know him now, 275 subscribers. I found this channel uh, maybe six months ago, seven months ago, and he had 5,000. And in that span, he's gained wow. almost 300,000. My entire channel, which I've worked, you know, <laughs> six years to be here. This dude did it in six months because he was just better. I mean, if you have everything, you're going to rise to the top. I mean, it's kind of like Ludwig. Mm -hmm. Ludwig was like nothing at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And he's massive everywhere now. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like once and then like once you start getting into the groove, then it's a lot easier. You know, things start clicking. People start subbing, watching your content, you know, and then you can see what's working and kind of grow on that. But yeah, it's just. Like I always say, like whenever people ask me, like, well, how how does YouTube work? And it's just like I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like the best way I describe it is it's a fickle mistress. Like it is literally like <laughs> the it is one of the hardest things to understand and like just make it work. You think you may have a grip on it, and then like YouTube will be like, oh, we added this thing, and then now it's just now I don't. It mm -hmm. fucks everything up and it's broken. Yeah, like tags used to be huge back in the day. Now they yep. don't do like anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember so, when they, now they're like, oh, you needed a long title. Now you need a short title or, you know, something in your description with like, uh, make your video better than somebody else's video. It's, it's ridiculous how it's always changing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I know TikTok is the same way too. If you guys use TikTok or involve yourselves with that, people are like, people are like, oh, I got shadow banned. So that my videos aren't doing well. People are like, one second, people are like doing all basic trends things like everyone's doing, and then someone does something. Yeah, it's just like so constantly changing, mm -hmm. and nobody knows how any of the algorithms work. It's just like 
people come up with things that work for them. It spreads out. A lot of people hop on that train. It may work for that time. Next thing you know, in half a year, it could be something completely different. I'm just curious. Do you guys have like it? Just I, I maybe just being ignorant, but do you guys do you guys have these days where you just question like maybe you guys have a bad video or something like that? And do you guys what do you guys do to get over that hump? If so, because I know I mean when you're posting videos every day, it seems like I mean at this point they're they're probably all doing well, right? Um, I think I think at the beginning it's it's really hard to like not look at analytics and be like oh well why didn't this video do as well as this one or why is this video doing better than the other one that i posted a couple days ago mm -hmm. um and like i think the more i started uploading i realized like yeah it's great to look at analytics and yeah it's great to see how things are what what's doing better than other things but after a while i just kind of stopped worrying about it too much because it just became an obsession where i was I would look at what I was doing and then I was comparing it to somebody else. And I'm like, well, I'm not that other person. Why am I comparing mm -hmm. them to that? And so, I mean, it, it is tough at the beginning to just be like, damn, why didn't this video do well? And I still have those days where I'm like, that, that video should have done so much better. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I uploaded it too early or maybe I uploaded it too late or maybe, maybe I could have changed the title. But then at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, well, that video is done what could I do on the next video to make sure that it doesn't happen again? So no, for uh, sure. It's just one of the things, yeah. It's just one of the things where like, once it's done, yeah, I can look back at it, but I think I need to worry about what's coming up next. Mm -hmm. No, I think you touched on an important point too, is like when everything is kind of by the numbers and you like get outside yourself and start comparing yourself to others, then it can be a really slippery slope. Like I've, I've, I've dealt with that myself and I've talked to others that have, I've done the same and that's just I it's the worst place to be. You can't do that to yourself. Yeah, the same thing with like social media. I think that's why mm -hmm. everybody gets so depressed and so upset about like who they are as a person because they look at what other people are doing and it's just like, damn, why why am I not doing what they're doing? Which mm -hmm. is like, you know, you can't really control that. You mm -hmm. just need to kind of worry about what's going on with what you can control. Um I had kind of a random question for uh, Bangle. Um, where where did this geo guesser come from? What what and how are you so good at this? Like, have you traveled a lot? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't do you say grow I'm that good. I I mean, I'm okay. Well, it's because he literally like I, I don't know bro. if I he mean, wasn't sleeping or that. eating. That's all he played. He was just <laughs> just constantly. We'd be in call and he's like he pulls up. Like he'll start sharing his screen. He's like, "Oh, you think this is the Samoa Islands?" And I'm like, "We're just hanging out." And he just pulls this thing up, starts playing. And it's like two hours Don't later, act and he's like, like, "You guys haven't played along too." Don't act. Oh, yeah. like you're just do it for he's my like own pleasure. Five a.m. today, and he was playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> we're, um, I, I've kind of gotten in and out of it at times. Um, I had a Geo Wizard video pop up like six months ago, maybe in my recommended. I go, oh, let's watch this. And I'm like, oh, I've seen GeoGuessr before. I saw one guy stream it like three years ago. And I was bewildered at like how they could know where something is just mm -hmm. by like looking around. I'm like, what tells you that this is Chile? Yeah. Or whatever. I go, that's crazy to me. I have traveled some places, but really it's just like GeoGuessr is a game. And the same way like you get good at anything, 
like I got good at GeoGuessr, mm-hmm. where like I'm like in streams watching GeoGuessr, talking to GeoGuessr guys, and like you pick up on meta because like some places are super unique, um, like to look at, and that's helpful. But sometimes certain places look the same. So there can be tells that will help you figure out where it is. Like in Kenya, for example, there's a specific Google car. In Uganda, there's a specific Google car mm. that's nowhere else. Uh, like in Ghana, there happens to be bars on top of the Google car with black tape on one of the right bars. I sound insane. <laughs> I recognize this. Yeah. But like a lot that goes Ghana also has a specific front hood of the car that's visible. And then so when these places are like kind of you know indecisive about where one place might be versus the other you know you can help you know uh figure out where it is so Mm -hmm. you play it enough you pick up on tells people will tell you tells and then you see certain places enough like you'll get the feel of how a place looks like if if you see Mm -hmm. the pacific northwest it looks like the pacific northwest Mm -hmm. more than any other place like you just kind of you get a second um you get like a sixth sense for it. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of like just know where a place might be. But I don't, I don't, you know, know where it is every time. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of times where I have no idea. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't know. I just like it a lot. So <laughs> after playing all this, like, is there a spot that you want to go to that you haven't yet? Like, are you, yeah. Do you like, find a um, place that you're like, oh, damn, this place looks sick? There are a lot of those that look really cool. Um, if I had to pick one spot, maybe and not that it looks like anything special on a on GeoGuessr, but Japan would be cool to go to, mm-hmm. and like Southeast Asia in general. Like Thailand is like it looks like the Caribbean, like mm-hmm. the way someone might go to the Bahamas on vacation. Thailand looks incredible, and you know you get to see some of these cool places on on GeoGuessr too, which is nice. I think like Scandinavia, just from seeing like all the just what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Norway is definitely at the top yeah, of the yeah. list for Scandinavia. Yeah, but like, it's just weird when you're like playing because you just start picking up on small things like, oh, this light pole is right. shaped a certain way, so now I know it's <laughs> this country. Yeah, it's like <laughs> road lines. Yeah, street poles, Google car, road signs, road uh, signs. Um, the type of camera on the Google car, you can yeah, tell every, everything. You can tell oh from God. the quality of the picture uh, at certain times. <laughs> hey, um, I mean, I get it. Yeah. We lose scan. Oh. scan uh, yeah. See you later, scan. He, he got it, though. He got it. <laughs> He's like, I get it. <laughs> and to get within like 10 miles, oh, it seems oh. like they pull it out of their butt. And it's just we, like, we lost you for insane about to you when you're an outsider. Yeah, scan, you have to repeat that. Oh. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what my internet's been doing. Um, but like when you're an outsider looking in at it, and you just see someone just like look at a picture for two seconds, and they're like, yeah. right here. It's sorcery, dude. It's, it's just like it's, it feels like it looks like it's like the most magical thing ever because it's just like, oh yeah, this is this place to go to the map. You're like within ten miles, like okay. And then for someone who doesn't play it at all, you're like, mm-hmm. what? How did they just yeah. suddenly notice exactly <laughs> point at any place in the world? And they're like, yep, right here. I was but you like, once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of leads me into my uh, question I want to ask Healy because um, yeah, I've seen you've done a lot of like uh, vlogs over over the years, 
And um, I'm just kind of curious, like, what was your favorite experience for all that? Like, I know you did a lot of, like, the Cubs when they won the World Series. Like, what was your, like, maybe favorite video that you made for that? Yeah, that I was going to mention, like, one of the, like, the PAX East ones. I used to record whenever I would travel places. I still, like, kind of try, but now I just, like, I know they won't do as well on, on in a video and also... I just want to relax and chill with the boys. Yeah. Definitely had to be the Chicago Cubs World Series parade. I went by myself. I got second row and I was there all day in the city. Mm -hmm. I went by myself, not because I don't have any friends. Um, (laughs) Important distinction to make. Now now that you said it, I don't know. (laughs) Now you got to explain yourself. I I had, so I, I really wanted to get front row. Mm-hmm. really did yeah so i asked like people i worked with i'm like when are you going oh like 9 a.m i asked someone else when are you going well, we're taking like the 8 a.m train i'm like i want to go at four or five in the morning like i am mm-hmm. getting down there early so <laughs> i just decided to go by myself i took the first train the train was packed it was mm-hmm. like four or five train was packed and then walked to the gate to grant park and i stood in one spot for like five hours until like 10 a.m when they opened up the the park so it stood there watched as more and more people slowly got there and the sun rose my legs were killing me and then they opened it up and i had to run like half a mile or so to get to the where they were oh my god so I ran, I was running with a bunch of people. You see in the vlog, I'm like yelling. I'm like, everybody's running. <laughs> and uh, at one point there was like a low hanging bush and I went right underneath it and I got ahead of everyone. I did not stop. A bunch of people stopped and mm-hmm. they like slowed down. I'm like, I'm not stopping until I get to that gate. Mm-hmm. So got there and then I had to stand there for like, four hours four or five hours just in one spot it's like did you have to pee like what did you do about that oh man um just right there (laughs) (laughs) i mean i pissed my pants like i don't care i I saved it till afterwards Mm -hmm. that's impressive honestly (laughs) honestly, that's That's the biggest skill out of that forget the standing and running the holding that in i'm very impressed with more than anything yeah had to had to hold it in uh, waited waited till afterwards parade was a sick experience recorded most of it got some cool photos out of it uh there's like some photos i'll see posted where i can pinpoint the location that i'm at mm-hmm. you're a geo and... the player <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh afterwards i went yeah i did see the statues i have videos of that in the in the vlog I have all that there. Mm-hmm. You can check it out. One of my oldest non-privated videos. And afterwards, I I had to wait for like a couple hours before I could catch a train home. Everyone was riding the train home. But for like three weeks, my sleep schedule was just messed up. <laughs> as soon as I got home at 5 p.m. or so, I fell asleep for eight hours. And my I was on that schedule for a while. Just sleeping from four or five to like midnight and repeat it. sounds like my schedule in about two weeks 
I'm gonna say like <laughs> yeah. my schedule yeah. shit anyway, so yeah. So that, that that was definitely the best. I do have like a better camera now, mm-hmm. which would be cool to vlog and stuff. I just don't have any opportunities to do yeah. so. And that was like one thing I wish I could have gone and like gone to the parade. That was like one thing I was like, damn, I wish I would have went. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I just I mean that it needs to happen. It needs, life needs to go back to normal because I am. Yeah, I would say imagine this, that happening this year in twenty twenty one. Like imagine how like people would freak out about like mm-hmm. all like the the COVID stuff if that happened. Like that's not happening this year. Mm-hmm. I still kind of think it's a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried not to smile for long enough. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm starting to learn. Okay, I'm starting to learn. Yeah, <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta change that then. I'll... Yeah. I'm waiting for like now. release of MLB. Bengals gonna be streaming. He's just gonna start saying the, like the wildest and stupidest shit. <laughs> yeah. The new like, people in the community what? are gonna be like, "What the fuck's wrong with this Bengal guy?" Like, <laughs> oh, they are. They already think that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. I I have I I can't leave without asking this question because I've always wanted to know um what is Gene Dangus? Is that My your name. name? That's your actual name? What what does that mean? Why would you say it like that? <laughs> That's your real name. Why are you asking me like that? That's derogatory, <laughs> dude. Wow. Like it's something wrong with his name being Gene Dangus. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a sweet name. It just seems like I, a made-up name. I hope you know every time I see a Gene in uh, MLB The Show while I'm doing my draft, I take them because of you. Thank you. That's, that's <laughs> so sweet, honestly. Okay, we don't have to get into it. <laughs> Is there more? No. no. I just, I need to, um, I guess I needed confirmation. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, there's, man not, dude. there's nothing wrong with the middle name Gene, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have relatives name. named Gene. Middle name. My, my name. mom's middle name's Gene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a middle name for a lady. <laughs> so you're not telling me you think it starts with a G? No, a J. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, do you guys scan ants? You guys have anything else? No, I honestly think we, we touched on anything I want to talk about. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, man. Well, uh, you know, there's some really sound advice in there and I uh, really appreciate you guys coming on and, um, yeah, really appreciate it. Let's you not guys, ask man. people about their names again. Day. We've learned, we've moved, we've learned a lesson. Let's move on. Never make this mistake again. <sighs> I'm such an idiot. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I appreciate you guys coming on and Bengal again. Congrats on 300k. That's insane. Um, Call me Gene if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Gene. (laughs) But yeah, uh, much success to all you guys, man. Um, If you guys haven't followed Healy and Tortillas or Bengal, make sure you guys are doing so. And yeah, appreciate you guys, man. Hope you have a great rest of your guys' night. And um, yeah, that'll be it. Take it easy, y'all. Appreciate you having us on. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, of course, man. Have fun with your guys' uh, Among Us and all that. So, 
I'm going to have to hop on one of these days. I haven't played forever. I'm also a terrible yeah, days, liar, so. Yeah. He's <laughs> looking like it's not happening. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget <laughs> a stalking where he just killed a guy and just sat there and just ran around in a circle around the body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go raid someone real quick. Um, 